0: Welcome everyone Inside. to the CapsCorner.com podcast, CapsCorner.com, your source for Virginia sports. Hi, I'm Brad Franklin, publisher of CapsCorner.com, coming to you live from the place of Franklin States in the West End of Richmond, where it is Thursday, no, it's Wednesday, it's Wednesday, March the 3rd. Uh, the the month is, has arrived. Um, we're almost to a place where a year ago I can say that Ferber and I had easily the weirdest night in a stadium we've ever had. Um, We will talk about Virginia's uh, win over Miami Getting off the schneid Monday night And we will um, kind of talk a little bit about This kind of the state of the ACC As we get closer and closer to um, The ACC tournament restarting um, After its year-long respite Uh, And then we're going to talk about the all-ACC voting Um, We'll go into it a little bit deeper And kind of explain sort of the situation uh, with that uh, before we get started, let's go around and introduce everybody. First, up in Fishersville, David Spence is on the show. How's it going, my friend?
1: It's Going well. Six feet tall and have valid opinions. Who is on the board? Who is <laughs> <laughs> <He's> on Twitter?
0: <laughs> I like that you went right to it, and we guess so we yeah, got to explain that. Was, we'll talk about that in the state of the ACC. You got, uh, hand, you, <laughs> <laughs> you got a good hand, you got to play it. You uh, got a good hand, you got to play it. You don't win what you don't put in the middle. Um, and up in and Loudon, and staff writer Justin Ferber is also on the program. What's going on, my dude?
2: Not too much. Um, I'm 6'2". I, I probably still don't deserve to have an opinion about Syracuse basketball. Um, <laughs> I don't cover them. So I don't, I'm don't i pretty sure he doesn't care what I have to say. Um, I'm at Justin underscore Ferber on Twitter. But that does sort of bring you to the larger point of um, like there's people vacillate between like, hey, why do you criticize these coaches? They know more about the stuff than you. And then it, they also there's also the people that are like they think
0: they could actually be X's and O's better than a coach. So that's always fun. It is indeed. Uh, Cavs Corner also on Twitter. Cavs underscore corner. Great place for the in game updates, the content items, and the occasional witty banter. Um, All right. Well, let's, let's, we'll talk about Jimmy Beheim in a minute. Um, So Monday night, Virginia gets a win 62 to 51 over the mighty, quote unquote, mighty Hurricanes. Um, I don't know why I did that to them. It was mean. Um, Cavaliers. Ad- category one. <laughs> <laughs> category. Yeah. Tropical depression. Um, Cavaliers had got 18 points from Sam Hauser. He had six boards, a couple of blocks, um, are, interestingly enough. They um, also got 12 from um, Trey Murphy. Um, he also had six boards, um, three steals. Jay Huff with an off night, two of 10 from the field, only played 24 minutes. Um, Scored seven points, uh, had seven boards, which was a, a team high. And uh Kihei Clark, I think this had to have probably been his season low in minutes, twenty-eight. He only scored two points, one of four from the field. The reason for that was they played uh Justin McCoy uh twenty-one minutes. Um, thought he was really nice off the bench. Eight points, six rebounds, a couple of steals, only had the one turnover. Um, Beekman had four assists to go with his four points. Anyway, we don't need to break down break it down in and you know. In too many specifics, other than to say Virginia at the half, uh, you know, had scored what forty-one points. Um, so not exactly a banging second half for the Cavaliers. And uh, we've talked a lot in recent weeks about what's going on with them and how to fix them and da da. One thing I thought was interesting in this game is that we saw at least for a little while Tony going away from the kihei Beakman combo. Uh Wolver well, Tensai got the start on senior night. He only ended up playing fifteen minutes though. Um was one of three from the field as Virginia comes out of that game Dave looking into Saturday and the matchup with Louisville what's your kind of I don't know confidence level in the Cavaliers going out to the yum center and coming back with a win um hmm. do, do you have any confidence like where 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 are you right now watching them come out and do that Monday night as that you know sort of spring springboard sort of game um to get off that losing streak What's your confidence? This team's, right
1: now? Yeah. I mean, this team's weird. You know, in the past, yeah, I think Virginia fans are confident every time they rolled, you know, outside of Cameron, at least. Um, they were all, you know, we've always been confident. Um, and even with this team, despite like their, you know, quote unquote struggles, um, I'm still confident going into the game. But it usually, usually by the first TV timeout, I kind of have a feeling how the game's going to go for this, these guys. Like, if they come out and hurt, hit the first couple of threes, they tend to be pretty good. If they come out and the offense is stagnant and the defense is giving up layups, it tends to be a long night. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm confident in you know they'll show up against Louisville, uh, because I'm kind of ingrained to be confident, but I'm I'm would I'd be a little shocked if they win the game just because I think Louisville's gonna be pretty hungry for it. Um, you know, we have to when you, when you've dominated a program like Virginia has with a little over the years, I mean, any chance they get to, to pay you back they're they're going to. So, you know, barring some miraculous change to kind of the energy level and the efficiency on both ends of the floor, I expect it to be a tight game. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put any money on Virginia on this one.
0: What about you, Ferber? When, when folks read that preview on, on Friday, um, what what kind of uh, what kind of confidence are you going to have in it? I mean, I think it's a like a toss up kind of game.
2: Um, you know, I, I I haven't even decided who I'm going to pick really, and I think Ken Palm has it as a one point game and like 52 percent UVA win or something like that. Um, you know, Louisville. I actually I've been higher on them than most people. I think through the season, and I really thought that they were going to end up in the same group as UVA and Florida State, and and then maybe you could throw Virginia Tech in there too. Um, And, you know, the thing that we kind of works in UVA's favor in this game, I think, is one, the history against Louisville. I don't know how much that matters, but it's certainly not a bad thing. Um, And then, two, you know, they play the pack line, like, you know, or some version of that. Um, I think that sort of defense is pretty good. It's not a bad one for UVA to play against because, I mean, their whole offense is predicated on outside shots and spreading the floor and trying to, you know, rely on that three point shot to kind of get you through the games. And then maybe that opens things up for the interior. And now Louisville's down there starting center who came back from an injury the other day and then went right back out. So um, I kind of think UVA has a shot in this one, if they can hit the three and I, and I hate to say that over and over again, but it's true. I mean, that's, that's the recipe for winning games and against a team that's defense is predicated on allowing you to shoot those and hoping you miss them. Um, I think that, might play into UVA's hands, but Louisville's certainly a pretty good team in there at home. Um they, you know, it means a lot more to them probably in terms of like the impact of the game for their season. I, I think they're pretty safely in the field, but I don't think they're a lock at this point. Um and, you know, they could certainly I mean if they win this game they're definitely in. So um and then obviously for acc tournament seating and ncaa tournament seating it's it's important for both teams, but I really see it as sort of a toss up game and I didn't see anything against Miami that was like super inspiring, but I also don't really think that that's too worrisome because um, I really didn't expect them to come out and just beat them by 30. Like that's just not what UVA has been doing a lot of the season, especially because their defense isn't quite as dominant. Um, I, but they handled the game. It They never, they never elevated the heart rate to a place where you after the first, you know, 10, 15 minutes, um, to a place where you thought they might actually lose. So that's what you're supposed to do against a team like that, and and they got it done. So um, if anything, despite the fact that it wasn't the most inspiring win, I, I think I came out more positive about the team than, than less so um, after three straight losses.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think for me I- – losing the game in and of itself would have been such a just disaster that the fact that they won and, and and did so they were pressed in some moments obviously, but then, you know, sort of put together a little run. Um, I think they're feeling pretty good, you know, going into, um, you know, going into the half up 11, they end up winning, you know, by 11, but man, that second half was such a buzzkill. You know what I mean? Like not to say the first half was, you know, all monkeys that dance with toothbrushes. It was rocky. It was bleh. um It was definitely not, from an effort standpoint, what I expected to see from them. But then, I mean, honestly, I thought Tony's, um, you know, I don't want to call it a um, moment, but his decision, let's well, let's say it that way, his decision to to sit Huff and Clark for a while, and then he said a game like, look, they weren't ready. Like, they just didn't have it. Um, the fact that you could get to this point in the season and have two veterans... You know and I mean when we get all to our all ACC discussion here in a few Minutes you know I'm pretty sure at least one of those dudes is going to get Some serious conversation for player of the year um, I, you know it's just it's hard For me to to sort of square what's really happened to them and we have talked About that so much for me it was just like look one you get a win two, you know You at least want to have something coming out of it and I think the Something here is that okay they're not they're not afraid to play a little Bit differently now maybe part of that was that they're playing Miami right Maybe part of that is that this was not necessarily a game where you felt like Virginia was going to be pressed, right? And so Tony was willing to do some stuff in this game that he might not have been willing to do if it was Louisville. You know what? Fair enough. But at the same time, like you at least now know, like okay, you can get some energy from um, McCoy. You can get some some energy, uh, some you know some uh, some effort from him. You certainly got effort from Cafaro. Having 10-side back does change the calculus a little bit. Even though, like I said before, he didn't play a whole lot of minutes, having him out on the floor seemed to help. Um, Ultimately, it kind of goes back to what he said. Tony said uh, a couple weeks or last week, the idea of you know sometimes you just need to look at your stuff in the mirror and figure out like whether you're just going to do it or not. And toughness has been an issue for this team. They have not been as physical as they needed to be. They certainly have not answered the call from in in that department when they needed to um, nearly enough this season. And frankly. There were definite moments when McCoy and Kafaro were out there. I'm like, yeah, this team's kind of not as good, but all of a sudden it kind of feels like UVA again. Uh, and I'm not saying that, that that's the way that they need to – that's what they need to do to be, you know, the best version of themselves. But it definitely felt more like Virginia basketball in terms of a energy effort um, standpoint. And I'm not really sure where the signals are crossed – or excuse me, where the wires are crossed, but they got to figure that out because, you know, the, the time for f- – the time for figuring it out is over, right? It is March, right? That's the whole shtick. Um, what did you guys think of McCoy and Cafaro? Like, do you do you want to see them playing more meaningful minutes going forward, Ferber? Um, I, I don't know if
2: I'm as high on it as other people. Like, I, I certainly think that they they did some good things the other night. Um, And I'm not opposed to them playing more and being more of a part of the rotation going forward. Um, I just don't know in some matchups it might work better than others. That's what I'll say. Um, There's going to be some teams where they're just going to expose guys, you know, like if you don't have five guys that can play offense, then you're in trouble. And, And they did a pretty good job against Miami. I mean, obviously McCoy gave a lot more than people were anticipating on the offensive end. And, and that's good. A lot of that stuff was around the rim. Like, that's where he needs to be, you know, providing energy and all that stuff. I think, you know, I don't, I don't want to discount that. Um, I'm a big believer in put your best five guys out there or the five guys that fit the best. And um, with some lineups, they look pretty good. And then other times, you know, I I think, um, I don't know, I'm struggling to like kind of put this into words, but I, I think the one thing I will say is that like, the reason that they haven't been playing as much is because normally they don't look as good as they did the other night. Like let's not forget how they looked in the other games that they played. Like just because they were good in this game doesn't mean that Tony like screwed up the lineups by not playing them more. Um, I think McCoy is, is sort of useful in the, in, you know, he can, he can get you a rebound when you need one, or maybe he is the right matchup for a certain kind of player that they're playing against. Um, I just think that if your offense is predicated on, you know, spreading the floor and shooting threes and that's your your best chance to win with a defense that um, isn't going to like lock down and get you through games like it has in other years. Um, if you're playing McCoy and Kaphar, you're doing so at the expense of offense most of the time. That's just the way it is. If they're coming in and they're getting stops, then I'm all for it but in the first half like let's be honest i mean i'd have to look at it but it's not like that lineup was stopping miami they were scoring at the same rate they were scoring at before um you know when 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 that lineup was in the game uva was losing um not not because of them but it wasn't like all of a sudden they turned their water off and, and uva went on a big run um so i don't know like i think it just depends on the matchups i think if you're running a run, run blocker mover stuff you know kafaro obviously can help you set screens and, and do that sort of stuff. And if he if he can be, you know, efficient around the rim and and demonstrate some touch, then sure, you know, give him a few minutes here and there. I, I wouldn't say don't play them at all. I'm just a little hesitant on the this is the answer. Um, less skilled guys on the court is going to make this team better. That's just how I feel. What do you think,
0: Dave?
1: I mean, I, I don't th- know if it's the answer either, but I think it's almost a necessity. Going into the tournament, because look, you know, as hard as Virginia wants to play on both ends and should play when they're good, right? Like that that's fatiguing. And we have to take into account, like, this team is probably not as physically fit as your average team coming into the season. And I don't know if, by memory, like, other than the tournaments, you know, early season tournaments, they've only had one, you know, they played two games what, Saturday, Monday. But I think that's it's only happened once since that tournament, right? So they've had three or four game days between games pretty much all year and sometimes a week plus between games. Um, so when you've got, you know, three bigs and Hauser, Murphy, and and Huff, they're going to kind of dictate how this thing goes um, in a tournament setting, especially, you know, ACC tournament where you're playing back-to-back days, hopefully back-to-back-to-back even. I think you've got to play them just to keep minutes off of, you know, off your bigs because look, we've watched Huff play. Like obviously he's played a lot more minutes the second half of the season than he has at any point in his career. And I think, you know, some games he's okay with it and other games you kind of see him fade. So I think whether it's five minutes or, you know, a couple minutes for TV timeouts, a few times during the game, whatever it is, I think Kafaro needs to be in the rotation a little more, assuming something's going on with Shedrick, right? Like we haven't seen him much. So, um, not that we have any inside information, but obviously he he's not playing. So if he's not going to play, you've got to get half of, you know, some minutes off the floor. And I think McCoy does enough so that you can sit Murphy or Hauser just to keep them fresh so that when they're on the court, you get the maximum effort. So I think for the team to – if your goal is to win the ACC tournament, and I think those guys have to play out of necessity more than being the answer. Yeah,
0: I mean, I kind of agree with that, right? Like, the, you know, it would be really great if UVA could, you know, look over and bring Shedrick or, or Cody Statman even into the game, but it, it just looks like right now neither one of those guys are going to be an option. And that's not to say that they're not waiting for some sort of, you know, specific, you know, metric, and then they're able to hit that. Um, you know, Shedrick has played in, what, 11 games this season, Um, Cody Statman's played in like four. I think it's probably unrealistic considering what the last couple weeks have been like once they were a quote unquote available. Um, you know, it's unrealistic to think that those two guys are going to matter in the big scheme of things this season. So kind of, you know, you're going to have to sort of dance with who, with with who brung you, so to speak. Right. Like I I think they're going to have to play McCoy. I don't think it may be one of the one of the issues throughout the season, and maybe you know Tony and his, and his staff are are you know kind of kicking themselves for it that they didn't play him more and find him some some time here and there. There were definitely moments where that five was pretty strong, and you know there there just wasn't a whole lot of room. But at the same token, like he gives them exactly what they need, like to a T. And so it's hard it's hard for me to to look to watch him the other night and think, man, this kid has has played a total of like forty minutes over the last 17 games. Like that's wild. Um now that being said, Ferber's point is is well taken. Like that what we saw from McCoy the other night was 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 really good. Um but you know, he scores eight points, you know, six boards. He's not, you know, he didn't score 25 and he's not he, he's got to do that consistently. He's actually got to start with doing what he did the other night consistently and I I don't know if we've seen enough of him lately to to say that he hasn't, but but we sure we sure know that when we have seen him this season he has not been consistently as good as he was the other night. And Cafaro I think is really a matchup thing. Um, you know, depending on who you're playing and 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 sort of their length and how they use their bigs and what their bigs can do. Like if you have a you're playing against a team with any sort of length that can shoot, I don't think he's who you want out there. But certainly from a toughness standpoint and if you want to get tougher, those two dudes help uh help achieve that. Yeah, Cafaro is
2: like a is like how they use salt. But like light, obviously, because some games Jack Salt would play a ton of minutes. I don't think Kafar is ever going to play a ton of minutes, but there's some matchups where you can play him and there's some where you're just not
1: going to be able to. Yeah. And he brings a toughness that's probably lacking for some of the other guys on the team. And, you know, to me and McCoy, even if it, even if the, you know, the actual margin didn't change much when he was in, to me, just seeing a guy who looked like he was excited to be out there. Like I don't know how that much how much that rubs off on the other players on the floor, but me as a fan enjoyed
2: seeing it. Yeah, I feel like it would be more impactful if they were fans. Yeah, um, for sure. Because like fans feed off of that, and and that's and this was a game where like I don't know if it hit me because I've sort of I think I've been discounting the fans thing more than most people, just because I'm like, well, everybody's dealing with that. Um, it's not like UVA is the only team that doesn't have fans um but at the same time like watching that game i was like man if the jpj was full this game would be over like quicker because all they would need is like a quick 10-0 run and then miami would be done like um but you know it, it that's the situation everybody's in so it some games it, it probably matters more than others
1: kind of everyone's kind in it like georgia tech has a little atmosphere florida state definitely has some atmosphere you know yeah so it's it's It'll well, be then, also like, like more
2: some teams lose more than others. Like UVA and Duke, for example, probably have you know they lose a lot more from not having fans than Boston College. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, so I yeah, mean, like, yeah. You know, I mean, I think it matters. A bit
1: worse. I mean, if you look at Florida State's home and away record, clearly something's going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting because everyone will be on an even field. In Virginia will play in front of more players and green more fans in Greensboro than they have, I think, all year. I can't think of it. You know, maybe Against the Florida the State game being an exception because it was in Texas. Yeah. Yeah, Gonzaga too. But um yeah, you know, I mean? Interesting. at least everyone will be on the same, you know, and, and even playing field. So and maybe that's what this team needs. It's just, you know, kind of the you're at the finish line, maybe it's a little easier to give. Um, but I mean, last thing, like last thing I'll say, unless Brad has another question on the Miami game, was yeah, you know, for me, like the ultimate like disappointment in not being there as a fan was. Yeah, I was at Jays' first game. I think it was Gardner-Webb, wasn't it? Um, Have yeah, some... Yeah, I'm going to look it up. Ferber probably knows, but... It, I <laughs> first, yeah, I,
2: I, honestly, you said something about it during the game the other night, and I really just don't remember.
1: Like, remember, he came... Like, he showed out in his first game. I remember um, he came in, in and, Jay. like,
2: had, like, 10 points or something, and people were yeah. freaking out.
1: Yeah, he was dunking. I mean, he was doing his thing. Um, you know, and the crowd, like, went crazy when he went to the scores table and here he is like his senior night, (laughs) it was last night in JPJ and he has not a great game. And there's virtually no one there. Like that, that's the sad part of everything, you know, on the sports end at least.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, let's talk about the ACC as a whole. Um, right now with the, um, the tech Louisville game now off the schedule. Um, and Tech NC State. And Tech NC State, sorry. So Louisville, uh, I guess Virginia, that's that's like the the la- I guess Carolina Duke to some extent, I guess, is the other marquee game left um, on the schedule. Florida oh come State- on, man. Boston College is going to Miami <laughs> on Friday night. <laughs> what you didn't you didn't like uh you didn't like Florida State hosting Boston College? Um it's tonight? on right now. I Boston
2: or Co- Florida State's wearing blue uniforms. Um wow. Branding. Yeah, they, it's some sort of Native American
0: heritage thing. Oh. Um, yeah. They they wear them like once a year. So, currently in the conference, Florida State's at 10 and 3, Virginia's at 12 and 4. Tech I guess will will stay at 9 and 4. Um, Louisville's at uh 8, eight and four. 4. Um, those seem to be the only real teams at the top. Um, I'm guessing those four are going to be the uh, I guess if they're able to play next the next week in uh greensboro That those will be your four number one or excuse me the four teams with the buys um or the double buy. well louisville but, it's tricky because
2: they're eight and four and if they lose they could end up like the seven seed because eight and five is going to be trumped by like 10 and six and other you know teams like that so
0: yeah it's weird and virginia tech obviously we don't know if they're even going to be there so Ferber, I was what I was doing. I was because you're kind of like, um, you're kind of like our. Oh, our, it was a setup. Yeah, I was I was setting you up, and then you sort of interrupted <laughs> me to correct me, which, which frankly is kind of you know it's par for the course. Like if I'm screwing it yeah. up, I want you to step in. But anyway, you're kind of like our uh, our our Joey Brackets. Um, wait, pause. Can we just talk about the whole like bunker thing? I didn't realize until I had to watch so many games on TV that this was really a thing. Yeah. But this is apparently a thing. Like, it's pre COVID too. It's not like it's like a COVID thing. He's been doing this for years. Oh well, I mean, I I realized I didn't think the bunker thing was necessarily just for this year. But yeah, like all right, fair enough. Um, if I want anything- to see what Ken Pomeroy
2: setup is like. <laughs> <laughs> i want to know i want to know if he like actually has like all these things like hooked up so like just run all these numbers or if he has everything on autopilot and
3: he
0: just like doesn't <laughs> even look at the site and he does doesn't even care yeah. um that would actually be pretty funny and right, he's Robert, like man this thing runs on its own <laughs> right you just set this thing up and i just count the money all right talk to me about the acc uh situation um how close are we to having a bracket for the acc tournament uh a I want a perc- I w- I want a percentage number I want I want a percentage
2: uh well I mean obviously this year who knows who's going to be there but um we're getting close I mean I so with the results that just happened in the NC state Notre Dame game we actually have two teams that are locked into seats so Pitt is the 11 seed Notre Dame's the 12 um but yeah I mean UVA is down to the 1 seed or the 2 seed so Um, basically to get the one, they have to win at Louisville on Saturday. And then Florida state has to lose, um, one of their next two games, uh, which I wouldn't say is super likely. And this could be, you know, if you guys are listening to this on Thursday, maybe they lost to Boston college at home tonight, which I sort of doubt. Um, if not, they'd have to lose to Notre Dame for UVA to get there. Virginia tech is, uh, I mean, let's just assume they're going to be there. Um, they're locked into the three or the four seed. They can't go higher. They can't go lower than that. So they're going to have a double buy if they go to Greensboro. Um, and it really just comes down to what happens in the UVA Louisville game. Um, if UVA wins, Tech is the three seed. If, UVA, or if Louisville loses, or if Louisville um, wins, if Louisville beats UVA, then that would drop Tech to the four. As far as like how this impacts UVA, because I'm sure that's what pe- most people care about. Um, there's like a big group in the middle. Where it, it could be like, if they, let's say they get the two seed, which is the most likely situation, because I don't think Florida State's going to lose. Um, you're looking at like North Carolina, perhaps. Um, they're nine and six. They finish with Duke. Uh, maybe Syracuse as an opponent in the first game. You know, they're nine and seven. Um, and obviously, I don't want to discount whoever the 10 seed is, you know, beating that team, but just like the most likely opponent. Um Georgia Tech could end up on that seven line if they somehow lose to Wake Forest. I doubt that's gonna happen. Clemson could drop down there too if they lose to Pitt. Um probably not gonna happen. So I'd say UVA's most likely opponent in the first round, if they play the seven seed, um, would be North Carolina. Um, just because that just seems like the most likely situation to me. Um it's possible that it could be Syracuse, maybe Clemson, I'd say, or the most likely, but it's not gonna be Duke because Duke is well, Duke could be the 10th seed, but um Duke it will be no better than eighth. Um or ninth, sorry. So they'll be ninth or tenth. Um NC State will be ninth or tenth. That just comes down to who wins the Duke UNC game on Saturday. Um the bottom three will be BC Wake and Miami in some order. And yeah, so we're we're getting close. We don't have all the seeds locked in, but it seems like um things are sort of starting to fall into place. As we are recording this right now, Boston college and FSU just started playing. <laughs> if if Florida state somehow lost both of their games, they could in, actually end up not even getting a double by, which is pretty crazy.
0: That is wild. Um Yeah. They
2: could, they could be fifth because they would be 10 and five, which would put them below UVA below Virginia tech. um, And then potentially below Louisville, if Louisville be UVA Um, potentially below Florida state or uh, I'm sorry. Actually, Yeah, that's right. So they could they could only go down to fourth, but still,
0: my point remains. He said, "But still, yeah." Um, from a obviously we're going to record next week um, because I'm not going to the tournament or anything. So we'll 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 record probably somewhere around, uh, you know, once some games have actually been played. Knock on wood. Um, I so I don't want to get into like a full on preview. Um, but if at this point, how are we feeling about Virginia's draw? Um, but we potential draw. I mean, obviously we don't know where everybody slots in, but, um, you know, it, it, it certainly does feel like, you know, that, uh, it certainly does feel like that a lot of the, the league is hitting some struggles. I mean, I, right now, is there anybody you feel real confident in? I mean, you know, Florida state still has some moments where, you know, um, you know, they don't look necessarily consistent. Right. Um, has the ACC? Yeah, like what's tournament the longest like what's the open? longest winning
2: streak in the league yeah, right now? Right? Is it like two? Exactly.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, that's right. Um, you know, like Florida State, you know, is is obviously going to win. I mean, spoiler alert, they're obviously going to win tonight, but they just lost. Um, you know, like uh, I know NC State, Georgia
1: Tech, yeah, and, and Georgia Tech and NC State are on five game winning streaks. NC yeah. State's on the okay. four. No, they won or, tonight. Oh, sorry, they, they just won. Tonight. They
0: just won. Okay, my bad. Yeah um so i mean like i mean look there are definitely some teams if you're a uva fan you don't want to play but at the same time even I mean,
2: those two teams like neither of those two teams are like blowing people out of the water yeah. like <laughs> georgia yeah. tech easily could have blown that i last mean night. frankly at this is not that good
0: you know what you really want out of the acc tournament next week if we're going to be real honest you just want to get out of it and be and not have to worry about Anything yeah. going on to the NCAAs.
2: See, like, if UVA was a little better off, then I would definitely agree with that. I would say, like, you know what? Like, I don't even really care. Um, But I really think that they could help themselves out by winning a couple games just because, you know, in the NCAA tournament, it, you have to go out and play whoever's in front of you. But I think your path to a deep run in the tournament is so much easier if you're, like, if you somehow sneak onto the three line or even the four I just think you're in just a, a better spot overall than if you end up as a five seed. Um, if you end up as a four or a five, you end up matched up with Gonzaga or, or Baylor. You know, you still gonna have to go, go through them. But if you somehow end up on that three line by like winning the ACC tournament, um, you know, you could you could avoid those one seeds until the elite eight. And, you know, that it just makes it more likely that you're going to go on a run. But um, for some of these teams, yeah, it probably doesn't matter too much. I think this is actually like a really important ACC tournament, which is weird because it's such a strange year. And you would think like we were talking a few weeks ago about maybe they won't even play it, but like look at all the teams that aren't in the field for sure. That really need to pad the resume. Duke is out as of now they could play their way in Syracuse. Same thing. North Carolina is like barely in, um, you know, they need to do something probably, or at least beat Duke. <laughs>
0: I like that. They um, need to do something, probably. Georgia
2: Tech. Georgia Tech's 10-6 and six in the ACC. They could end up with a four seed, um, and and they they need help. Like, they need to win. NC State is not quite out of it yet. They would probably need a deep run. Um, but, yeah, Louisville, I mean, like, Louisville, if they lose to UVA, they're, you know, if they really screw up next week, you know, maybe they're sweating selection Sunday a little bit more than we might think. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. And then Virginia Tech, like, they have some good wins, but they haven't played that many games. So, like, if they could get into this thing, they could really use some more wins. Um, So I think it actually
0: kind of is important. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, like I said, I I think you want to play, you want to play well, but ultimately the bigger, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, there certainly are definitely, look, there are definitely teams that need to go and win some games. Um, Has an ACC tournament ever felt this wide open to you, Dave? Or Well, I guess, actually, I should phrase this. Does he, mm-hmm. the tournament feel wide open and has it ever felt, if so, does it ever felt this wide open?
1: I mean, I, I think it feels wide open just because there's so many unknowns about everyone this year. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't think of one that felt this wide open. Um, cause I mean, even, yeah, I mean, really, cause there's, I'm thinking the year of Virginia, you know, the fourteen, fifteen, uh, the 2013 14 year when Virginia won it. Um, I mean, Virginia was pretty good. Duke was pretty good. Like, yeah, I mean, I think that we one all felt saw like that a, that one coming. felt
2: sort of top heavy where it was like there's like yeah. two or three good teams and everybody else is not that
1: good. Yeah. But I mean, I think if you'd asked me this like a couple of weeks ago, I'd be like, is it really? I don't think because Florida State looks really good. And I don't know
2: if they are. Um, the problem me, with like, them though is that they're so good at home and it's like yeah, the exactly. ACC tournament's not going to be at home.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, I, look, I want to win the ACC tournament because it's still the ACC tournament. I mean, I spent, most of my adult life, like hearing about winning it in 76 when I was two, right? Like <laughs> I didn't, don't remember that. Um, I mean, I, I imagine there's not a whole lot of coaches that have three ACC tournament titles. So I'd like to win it for that. And like Justin said, I think, you you know, Virginia can sneak to the three-line winning it out. And if things break right, they could end up being the last two. Um, probably unlikely, but it's not out of the question
2: it's not out of the question because their numbers aren't that bad. Like their metrics aren't bad. So if they pad, if they beat Florida state again and then like beat Louisville this weekend and then beat. Yeah. So if they beat Florida state and let's say like Clemson and somebody else, that's not terrible. Yeah. They could definitely end up there because their yeah. their Ken Palm numbers and everything or they would end up, they would be like seven in Ken Palm or something.
1: Yeah. they would jump quakes. So I mean, I like, uh, it, it's still a big deal to me. Like it's still the ACC tournament. Um, Go win that thing. Um, you yeah, know, well, who knows what happens yeah, when everyone gets to Indianapolis? Thing. You know, well, you, you don't know that you'll ever get to the final. So yeah, we've said true. this before. Yeah. <laughs> if you've got something in front of you, go win it. That'll um, yeah. be interesting. Like, I mean, I, I know we didn't get into it. Like Virginia Tech, I think Justin tweeted about it. Like we haven't had a full bracket.
3: Like, Half the boy, years
2: just... since they went to 15, it's been three uh, one less team than normal.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, I mean, I, I mean, I think Virginia Tech will probably be there, but, um, where they end up getting slotted, like that, you know, they're gonna be playing cold. Um, so I mean, it'll be an yeah, interesting tournament. Know, like, I'm looking forward to it.
2: Well, that, yeah, we don't know, like, Brad, you were asking about draw. Like, we really, it's too early to say, like, who's gonna be where on the bracket. But if you're Virginia Tech, for example, and you're the three seed, I can tell you that you're not playing a bad team. Like, unless yeah, somebody makes really a not. run through the bracket, like, you're gonna be playing Georgia Tech, Clemson, North Carolina, or Syracuse, or something. Um, Actually, it won't be Syracuse if you're the three seed. But, you know, and, and I honestly like I hate to say this because it doesn't it's not rational at all. And I normally wouldn't be this guy, but I'm like <laughs> fully prepared for Duke to make a, a run through this thing. Duke, oh, yeah. you <laughs> because That's it's like what I can say I can't imagine the NCAA tournament without them in it. And it's like if they go into the ACC tournament and like, oh, there's no way they get in unless they win three games here.
0: They're going to win all four games or whatever. So, OK, it's listen to me. Listen, listen, listen. All right. One, I was I, the the question I was going to go with before we moved on to the to the all ACC portion of the program was all right. Has a what's the deepest a team has won the tournament since it really expanded, right? Like most of these Uh-oh. most of the time what happens is you get a Tuesday, Wednesday, and th- those are great, but th- nobody wins it, right? None of those teams win. Yeah, nobody's won in five games in a row, right? Exactly. Um most of the time it's like somebody from the quarters to one of those top four teams, and you might get one of those second-round teams that can get through, and maybe they get to the semis, but they very rarely, you know what I'm saying? And like I don't have it all in front of me, so don't you know,
2: well, what about it? Well, actually, I think don't do the, that the, the but... worst-seeded team, um, I can't remember what seed they, they were, but I think it was that first Brooklyn year when Duke won. Um, yeah. They beat, like, Notre Dame, I think, in the final. Or it might have yeah, been North Carolina. I think that that sounds right. And they, I think they were, like, the that was, like, the Luke Kennard Brandon Ingram team like they I think they were like the four or the five Yeah But every other year it's like UVA is the one seed Um, You know Miami Won that one year as a one seed Like, yeah. And that was before pre-expansion I mean most of the years it's like one, two or three seeds
0: win. Right, the ACC tournament is almost always Like a microcosm of the NCAAs Right, which where there's a lot of craziness The first day or two, right, the first couple rounds But then it all settles back down to chalk You know,
2: this year yeah. who knows and I that, got the I mean, numbers look, real quick all right, hold, I really but, think this year could be the year that you have like a semi a semifinals. that's like yes, one seed, three yes. seed, eight seed, ten seed. or something Yes, it absolutely like that. could.
0: Uh, I'm looking at the bracket you tweeted out. Uh, I guess this was this morning. Sorry, a couple mornings ago. And obviously some stuff has changed. But like, I mean, if if you look at who that ten seed is, like that ten seed, whoever they're playing in the 15 game, you can't tell me they wouldn't also beat the seven. And then with this week top four, like they couldn't get through to the semis. Now, granted, to do it and win five is just ridiculous, right? But of all the years, this would be the one. Dave, what do the numbers say?
1: I'm trying to figure out when this article is from, but um, so it's within the last couple of years this was put out. So, ACC tournament champion, the number one seed is won at 10, 10 of 20 times, the number two, three of 20. The number six is the lowest seed to win. Uh, 2004, Maryland. Yeah, that was Duke.
2: Maryland, right? Yep. Yeah, I remember
1: that game. Um so 2017, number five, Duke. So, that was yeah, what you're talking about. That was about. the one yeah. I was
2: talking about. That's, yeah. like, the one. See, like, back even, like, when Maryland did it, they only had to win three games because yep. it was nine teams. And everyone and so, was playing
1: three. Yeah, there's nobody. Yeah, so
2: everybody right. everybody has to win three games, so, except for it, the eight, nine yeah. game. But, like, you know, it, it, that wasn't that hard. You know, they just got hot. That
1: you know, was super easy. But like, if you look
2: at it now, like, all right, so I'm looking at the current bracket if the season ended today. UVA would be the two seed, and the seventh seed would be North Carolina. So they would play the winner of the 7-10-15 game on Wednesday. So it would be North Carolina, and let's just assume NC State beats Miami. So North Carolina, NC State winner goes to play UVA. So either you're playing a North Carolina team that UVA's had their number, but you can't doubt that they're talented, or an NC State team that just beat them. (laughs) like you know and then you look at these other games like so florida state's the one seed right now the eight nine game is syracuse duke like syracuse just looked really good in the last two games and duke is duke like in the words of pete gillen um i didn't mean to do that um so you see how he could kind of get in a situation like that because they are duke they just you know they just are
1: that's probably the Um, worst matchup in the whole conference for duke
2: yeah, that but it's just like a funny. It's like, would you? But if you're Florida State, like you're like, man, I don't really want to play Duke.
1: Like, you yeah. know, like And Florida State and Syracuse is a good match. Like, I yeah. mean, Both of those are bad for Florida State. I think not bad, but tough.
2: Yeah. It's like a. It's like a. Either way, it's sort of like a weird <laughs> knuckleball game where it's like you have to play Duke, who like you know is talented and can play really well, or you play Syracuse, where you have to play the zone. Like, yeah. That's <laughs> who I honestly. Yeah. It, we were talking about like draws for UVA, the best possible draw for a 7 seed for UVA I think is Syracuse because we've just seen them beat the crap out of them a bunch of times. Like um and so you get Syracuse having just played a game um that's probably the team I would want to see the most. But I mean there's not the team I honestly would probably want to see the least in the 7 seeds is Louisville if they somehow like drop there. Um but the only way that happens is if UVA beats them on Saturday. So I mean it's kind of like a you know yin yang situation i don't know um it's tough but yeah i mean i don't think anybody if you look at this i don't think anybody really has an easy draw like virginia tech is the 3 seed right now clemson is the 6 do you think they want to play clemson like <laughs> i don't think so georgia tech louisville like who would be favored in that game i don't know
0: all right let's uh let's transition um to the to the all acc portion of of the program so the, the acc is a couple years ago, changed the way it does. It's um, it's all ACC voting now. It's there's a certain number of reps for each school, such and such and such. Um, you know, a couple media people from each school, such and such. Um, Cats Corner will have a vote, so the three of us are gonna, um, we're gonna talk about it here, and then we're gonna kind of come to a um, I don't know what you call it, a uh, consensus on what our ballot will look like, but. We're going to talk about it now We'll be voting for all ACC first, second, and third team As well as the league's all defensive and all rookie teams And then, of course, player of the year, coach of the year, freshman of the year Defensive player of the year, most improved, and sixth man um, For the purposes of this discussion I'm going to save most improved and six man for the end And if we have time, we'll get to it um, Otherwise, we will we will just focus on the rest of it Um Coach of the year, I want to have that discussion first Because I feel like that one should be Relatively easy um, If you had if you had to say it Today, Dave, who's your coach of the year In the league? I
1: don't know, man, I don't think that is easy um, I, mean, I don't want to give Pastor any credit, but I'm Impressed with what they've done down there um, I mean, I think probably Leonard Hamilton Just, but To yeah, me it's Leonard Hamilton But if Passer, like, you know, if they win Well, they've got one more game left or two they have one. I mean, nobody has get to eleven one now. Yeah, if they get to eleven and six, like that's a pretty, you know, they only expect but, to win a okay, couple games. But
0: my problem with Passner is that they <laughs> that as it stands right now, you know, until going into their their Friday game at Wake, they're ten and six. Right? They yeah. lost to UVA, Duke. Um, they beat Florida State. Then they
1: lost to Louisville. They lost to UVA again. Then
0: they, wait. So then they beat Notre Dame. And Florida by State's two. only got
1: ten wins, man. So you. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. So you
0: know. No, no. My point is, is my point is not necessarily that like it's not necessarily just that they have, uh, you know, six conference losses. It's that they the way they lost these games. I mean, they have been awful in late game situations, and in some oh, of these, sure, they've sure. won them in spite of themselves. I can't. I can't give it to Pastor. I'm sorry. I just can't.
1: Yeah. Um. Because they I were definitely. Timed, I just think he. Like. I mean. I think he's earned a right to be looked at just put on yeah, their he, record i mean he, and I don't and the think crazy most thing folks is, are watching it do game. you guys <laughs> i don't
2: know if you guys have heard this before but the first year he was there his ad <laughs> told him that he wasn't gonna oh no no, no 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 <laughs> no 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 and then he ended up winning coach of the year that year because he was like six <laughs> and nine or something oh um, yeah that was funny but my my vote would be Leonard hamilton yeah, um, yeah too because of what they lost so like they lost so you forget how much they lost from like they lost Devin Vassell, who I believe was a lottery pick. Um, they lost Patrick Williams, who was like the third pick in the draft. And they lost another guy who is escaping me. That was another uh, guy that is either in the NBA or in the G League or whatever. Um, and, and they still ended up, you know, if they finish first, I think he's definitely the pick. Um, I, I don't think I would go this route, but I think you could make a case for Mike Young.
1: Um, yeah, I think just, you could prior to this last concert the problem recently. is they
2: haven't played recently so like yeah. when you take recency buys into effect like you know it's 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 really hard to, to pick him but i mean they they had a i mean they were certainly much better than i thought they'd be yeah. the only other person i would consider is scott spinelli the coach at boston college if they go three <laughs> and oh with him as the interim <laughs> coach <laughs> yeah
1: you yeah. should name a new award for him
2: hmm. the scott spinelli uh well, it's
1: I'm funny like because it's
2: funny because that dude. I, I I found out later he's from Boston, but so he was an assistant at Maryland for a long yeah, time. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, he was. And I just remember him always on the sideline. He's like yeah. the consigliere for yeah. Mark Turgeon. Yeah, and then he randomly went to BC, and I was yeah. like, Why would he take? Why that would he job? do that? Yeah. Like, and now, now look at him. You know, he's got his now look at on,
0: him, Got his, you know, coaching, doing ball. his thing. <laughs> All right, so um, let's go. Um, all acc all right here's what i did and you guys can talk to me about your processes here what i did was i basically listed guys that i thought should be in consideration and then i picked out five now ferber said uh, did he say this on the show or, on, or before we started recording essentially the like the five at the the, the all acc five his five seems pretty strong what are you what's your what's your first team five ferber Okay. Um, this is certainly up for debate because I'm sure yeah, I'm missing something. We're good. We're good. Just what we're doing here is we're, we're hearing nominations at this point. We're just going to S- toss them out there. So my absolute locks at this
2: point are um, Moses Wright from Georgia Tech, Sam Hauser from UVA, Jay Huff from UVA, and Carly Jones from Louisville. And then you get into a conversation where it's like a bunch of dudes. Um, I, I – So, my thing is, I feel like it's weird not to have somebody from Florida State on the team if they win the ACC regular season title. Um, so I have Raquan Gray as the fifth guy. Um, you know, obviously good on both ends of the court, good score or better score than you would anticipate considering how much basketball has changed. Um, and and a good rebounder, good defensive player. Um, there's certainly a few other guys you could make a case for, and I'm probably forgetting somebody, but
0: um, that's the five that I have for right now. All right. My five. So what I did was, is as I worked through my list of dudes, I basically, I put check marks next to the guys who were my locks and my locks were Huff, Hauser, Wright and Jones. Right. Yeah. And then I, I was in a conversation with myself about Matthew Hurt, Justin Champagne and Raquan Gray. Um Yeah so we had like the exact same And so what I But I ultimately decided That like part of the reason Why Florida State is so good And this is like some You know galaxy brain nonsense But it's just what I decided Is in part because like They just have a bunch of dudes Who are basically like really good But like They don't have like a lead dog Like they don't have A guy that has to take the shot At the end of the game You know what I mean this um, happened
2: to UVA one of the years yes, they won the ACC. Yes, I think it was it 2014 where it was like there's so so much of a team that nobody's on the first team. Exactly. Yep.
0: So I ended up putting Matthew Hurt up there in part because, like, ultimately I I, I I don't always subscribe to this belief that, like, you're picking the best five, like, to actually form a team or anything like that. But I definitely looked at this one I thought, you know, I wouldn't mind, like, that guy who's, who's getting that fifth spot. Like, he's tough to stop. Like in a lot of these mm-hmm. games where he doesn't play well, it's because he just doesn't play well. It, it doesn't have a lot to do with anybody else. You know what I mean? Like he's really tough to stop. So and my he's first a, team, one of the
2: best scorers in the league.
0: Yeah, he is. I mean, you know, there's no way around that. And I know, you know, people will get all frustrated, the whole Duke thing, but like, I'm sorry. Like the kid is, the kid is money. Like he's really good. Dave, what's your, what's your first team look like?
1: I mean, I think pretty much same as you uh, guys. Um, like I, I think there's an argument for a to maybe make it. Um, yeah. I was going to say Florida state, like to me, like as a, if you want to nominate a team, sure. But they're like, I think what makes them good is that they've got a bunch of, you know, a bunch of dudes. Um, yeah, that would be some sports writer shit. i mean yeah. put the whole,
2: <laughs> whole first, the whole Florida state
1: team. Yeah. The whole team. Um, no, I, cause they're winners. Yeah. I mean, honestly, and I know this is sacrilegious, but like to me, it comes down to like, is Virginia really going to get two all, all ACC guys on the team the way they've kind of come down the stretch? Um, and I, I'd, I'd imagine Huff would be the one that would be kind of borderline at this point. And so if you're putting Huff up against, say, hurt or Champagne or um, even Aluma, I mean, that could be the surprise we see, I think. Um, you know Do enough people outside of Virginia think it's worth putting Huff and Hauser on the team? Depending on what happens Saturday or anything yeah. else. So, but to me, I think he's earned it just because I know what he's had to cover up defensively on this team. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, I think it's the locks are the, you know, Hauser's a lock. Um, yeah, right. Jones. Yeah, I mean, Hurt's been really good too, though. I
2: yeah. think my thing with Jay Huff is I was like fully prepared to not, I was like, he's going to be the guy that gets cut because you can't have two VVA guys on this team. I just don't see it. And then I looked at his like efficiency numbers. He's number oh, yeah, one he's in Ken Palm ACC Player of the Year, yeah, and also he, he has two point five blocks a game. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, and he's got like I was an like eleven point two
0: block percentage, and he it's shoots forty
2: something percent from yeah. three. And I was yeah. like, I can't leave him off. Yeah. But honestly, I, mean, I, still think he's I, I would be more, more than... okay with Hauser not making it personally. Like, and he's I would shooting forty five percent from three, Dude, right? And he's averaging just like sixteen so and seven or whatever. Because and at UVA, sixteen and not to do this, but. You know, UVA sixteen and seven. Like on a per possession basis, that's like a lot more points than you know. Oh yeah. yeah. If they were playing the at truth. Duke, that's like twenty points a game. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um. All right. Well, let's let's move to second team. Ferber. Uh, sorry. Actually, I Dave. I want to start with you. So, who, what's your second <laughs> team look like?
1: All right. I mean, so I mean, I think Huff could be borderline a second team, but he'd be first team on me. So that would be my second team. Um. So I, I think I would lean towards a Alumo over Hurt on the first team, but I think hurt's gonna get it. So I'll put my second team. Um Aluma, Alvarado, um who am I forgetting? Um Devin Daniels. Not De- oh, wow. not Devin Daniels. Hurt. Not Devin Daniels. sorry, I'm looking at the wrong list. Um Helms? Isaiah Wong maybe I mean he's been pretty good. I'm trying to think Amir Sims. I'm missing. Sims, yeah, Sims has been good. I didn't See, make the a thing list is it's the game. whether the, the
2: um, decision is whether you do it by position or not. Like yeah, I don't, see I don't, I just, I don't believe I, that. not believe like the five when you're I, mean, wait, I think when
1: Alvarado's a lot Beheim is probably up there. Um yeah, Jim Yeah, Jim Boeheim, <laughs> Five foot two oh, yeah, I can't get over that.
2: I can't get over that. Whenever I'm watching them play and they're like Bayheim with the three, I'm like, wait, what? Wait, what? Yeah, that's crazy.
1: All right, so wait, and then, I mean, wait, obviously you gotta get some Florida State guys on that second team. Well, I'll probably you probably get two on there.
0: Yeah, you have MJ um, Walker and Scotty. MJ Barnes. Walker, yeah, yeah.
1: exactly.
0: All right, so wait. So, Dave, did you or correct me if I'm wrong here? But did you have Raquan Gray on your first team? No, I did okay. not.
1: so your two, so your two Florida State guys so got, would be Gray, yeah, Gray, and Walker. Walker on the second okay, team. Then I think I'd put them with. I mean, I guess Alumas and Alvarado are going to be on my second team, um, and then I guess Wong. <laughs> I like,
0: and then I guess so. I mean, that's a terrible that, team. I but feel he's like so good. I feel
1: like if the title isn't, I guess Wong, then we I
0: really guess messed. guess Wong. <laughs>
2: I got a name for you guys. I kind of want to save it for Player of the Year. His name is Ian Debose. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just kidding. That's one of the guys that Wake Forest nominated, and we didn't know who he was. Um, Yeah, I mean, I would be pretty much the same. I could honestly, like, the more I think about it, the more I kind of want to put Hurt on the first team and Gray on the second team. And then put MJ Walker also on the second team. Yeah, um, there we go. Listen, listen yeah. to this,
0: folks. Everybody out there, listen. This listen is to this consensus we're building a consensus. consensus. You see this? Yeah. Because here's here's Brad's second team. You ready? Uh, Kebe Aluma, Jose Alvarado, uh, Champagne, J- Raquan Gray, MJ Walker. Boom, boom, boom. That's it. Bang, bang, chicken and shrimp. What's up? So I think our first and second teams are pretty much nailed down. Uh, my third team, if if I can go. I, I really struggled with the thirteen. I'm not gonna lie. Like I yeah. I had a pretty good I had a pretty good flow into like basically those those ten dudes were essentially my you know my first and second were really easy. Then it was like okay who else? All right, well there's um, Amir Sims. Okay, check. Um, that feels like, it, like, feels like it feels like it kind of sucks for him to be third team. I know, but, but I mean I but, don't
2: but, I don't know if you can put him higher than that just because of everybody else, but.
0: It's, yeah, I mean, and, and that's the thing is like he's I the felt best like player had, on a pretty good team. Like, yeah, and I mean that's the thing is like, but then you look at his numbers and he's not, you know, just uh, nothing stands out really, you know. Yeah, like he's, you know, he's shooting what fifty eight, fifty nine percent from inside the arc. I mean, I'll not, tell
2: you, we don't, we don't have a what age the worst segment, but I voted for Garrison Brooks preseason player of the wow, year. Wow, I know, right? Um, and the reason I did it was because I was like, Hauser's gonna have a good year, but he's not gonna score, like yeah. because UVA doesn't. <laughs> Doesn't score, so like he'll score fourteen points a game, and Brooks will score twenty. Yeah,
1: Flippity flop. <laughs> but
2: I was um, yeah, you're just the same thing with Sims. Like they don't score a lot of points. That's kind of yeah. why I brought
0: it up. He scores thirteen a game. I think or whatever. he's thirteen now. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. so 13. team. I also put I wanted to put Caleb Love on there because I think mm-hmm. I mean like you could put Baycode on there, but to me I mean Carol. I mean that team has been you know all Caleb Love seemed to be the you know, consistently the guy that, um, I thought seemed to be most consistent, even on a really inconsistent team. Um, Wong goes on there for me. And then I had a conversation about David Johnson, Nate Lashevsky, um, Buddy Beheim, Manny Bates. Um, and then I decided to go with, with Wong. Um, I mean, that kid's pretty good, man. Um, and I, I, I know that sometimes these dudes on, on really, you know, really bad teams that, you know, when you've lost what Miami lost this year, somebody's gonna have to take the shots, right? But um, you know, I think that third team is up for a lot of debate. Uh Ferber you something though? For next year, like how is how is likes and wong not like an amazing backcourt? Well, that's the question, right? Like, well, one, okay, one, do we think that Isaiah Wong can play the two? You know? Yeah. And like what's that's that offense... I mean though? But it's like with that team, it's like they always have dudes where I'm like,
2: man, they got good players, and then it just never really coalesces. And then into it never like comes together. Team.
0: I know, I know. Yeah, you, you sound like every Indiana fan talking about Archie Miller. Yeah. Um, all right, For what's your third team look like? Um, pretty much the same guys.
2: Uh, Wong, Sims, um, who else was there? Nate Leshevsky I had on there. Um. I, I think, you know, he's he's a good pl- – I mean, it, when you throw in the rebounds with the scoring, it's. It, it, I guess if you have a stretch big man, that really helps your case if you're trying to get um, plaudits. What do you guys think about – and I'm sure I'm forgetting. I, I, that's not even the whole team, but you. I think you pretty much named everybody. Um, what do you guys think about Kihei Clark?
1: Yeah, I mean, he's <sighs> borderline third team for me. Yeah, I think I was, if you're voting was... on early season, it's an easy choice. But yeah. I think lately he's been kinda of stumbling yeah. down the I mean, stretch.
0: And 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 then too, like for me, like I, I can't I can't not avoid the like I cannot I cannot avoid like the politics of it. Like if I'm gonna put two UVA dudes on the first team Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have a, I really have a hard time putting a third. You know, if and they were the I mean, numbers, if not they were the double figures team, in scoring, exactly. You know, like, close. Yeah. you know, or he was leading the league in assists or something, or assist to turnover ratio or something like that. Well,
2: he's certainly not leading in assist to turnover. Ratio. Well, that's you no, know, I think you can right? justify <laughs> by putting him on the all the defensive team. And then, no, I think he out.
0: definitely deserves that, and we'll we'll have yeah. that discussion in a, in a second. Or the
2: I, uh, or the Jim Beheim says you're not allowed to have an opinion about that. You're not team, five If yeah, that exists, that's true. He's not but enough. he does
0: play, so that that you know that helps.
2: Yeah, he does. He has played basketball, so I guess he that that gets him over the hump.
0: And I mean, honestly, if I was gonna do, I, I probably would put Trey Murphy on third team before I would put Kie on third team, If I'm is being there, honest. like a is I there like not. a
2: team? Is there like a third team for like half the games?
1: Yeah, I, I, would, exactly. I would put him on that Because I mean this well, that, is a thing That's how you can Tra- Carolina guys on there You can do Baycat or Garrison Trey Murphy Garrison Trey Burks.
0: Murphy has not had the volume Of of three pointers that Sam Hauser's taking But dude he's yeah, shooting he's 46% From deep Like he's yeah. 44 for 96 He's 37 yeah, national. That's
2: not a small sample
0: size he You know what I'm saying exactly more. that's my point He's not like Justin McCoy who's 3 for 9 You know what I mean he's 44 for 96 Like that's pretty good Um and he also has a um, you know top twenty five national and um, offense rating too, which is, I
2: think the big thing for him not to get off on the tangent, but like I think the big thing for him next year is like they just need to be like just shoot the ball, like you when you get the ball just shoot the ball. Honestly, like he,
0: it's one of those things. It's like if he didn't play alongside Hauser because it's almost like you think of it and you're like oh well, when you have this many options, but like somebody's gonna take up the air in the room. You know what I mean? Like
1: it's gonna be interesting. Uh, yeah, it's like they should just
2: down. tell like four guys like hey man you're the guy. Like,
1: you're, yeah. you're the guy.
0: Go be the guy.
1: All right. For the first time all year, I thought in the Miami game, they may have actually talked to him because he drove the ball more than more um, than he has any other game. So, anyway. Dave, Dave what's your, your third team look roughly? I got nothing. I got nothing to add to that. I mean, I think okay. Cleo, Cleo's guy I was going to bring up is a debatable. I just, even as a homer, I have a hard time making that pick. This
0: is right, where, too,
2: it's like there's always like you have to do the research because that's like I expose myself that way where it's like I'm like, oh, this guy, you know. I, like Ian DeBose, I've never heard of him. Like the guy that you said that Wake Forest
0: nominated. I was like, yeah. I'd have to like look that guy up. Well, that is one thing that is helpful is that the <laughs> schools send out a list. And so they have everybody kind of, they they sort of give these like little um, capsules on each guy, which actually does help a lot um but then also too some of them will like i don't know who boston college is sending but i'm not listening to anybody from boston college like i'm sorry <laughs> i, I e feel like boston the langford college.
2: the langford dude is pretty good but obviously he's not going to be on it yeah the team. i
0: mean what am i supposed to put but the tap you know kid on there like no tabs i mean he, qu- he he's not even on the team anymore <laughs> I mean, he just left all right let's get to uh because we're like in almost an hour let's get to um let's do defense all right i think there are there are four locks for the defense for me and I think actually there're probably five now that I'm thinking about it cuz I just realized I didn't write down one more. Uh Huff, Wright, Bates, Clark, Alvarado. Now, I know it's weird to have two dudes from one team and two dudes from another team and then one other dude, but that feels right to me. What what do we think about that five? Let's let's just let for for the for this one, let's just let's talk about that five and if you think somebody should come off and who should come back on. Um, has Williams
1: done enough to make that team? I mean, who uh, Duke, uh, uh Mark Williams, right? Yeah, yeah,
2: see, I mean, until recently he wasn't playing that much, he wasn't playing no, that exactly, much. But, he flashed and then, a but, lot. but 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 I watched that game last night against Georgia Tech and I was like, this dude is going to be a beast next year. I like, thought
1: that's the dude we need on our team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's
0: what I thought. Yeah, he's he's yeah. good. Like he's gonna. I mean he's, listen, he's talented. I hate to be the guy but like if there are going to be there're going to be Duke games for the next couple of years where people are just going to think themselves, what hap- what would have happened if UVA tried to close out Henry Coleman and Mark Williams together like right away. Like what if they just from the jump, you know?
1: Silly Brad you know what get to play when they over recruit them this year
0: <laughs> you know what's just funny saying. though is like not
2: to get on a whole duke thing but like i kind of feel like with this team it's like they're not very good this year but it's like they have a lot to build they on they do those guys I mean, they lose back.
0: they lose gold they're gonna lose matthew hurt because i'm sure he's gonna go pro even though he's got eligibility remaining yeah, yeah. obviously jalen johnson's gone um but they get coleman back they get Brakefield back i know, think williams
2: like, will be back
0: I, i'm sure he'll come back um you and know, then the if question. you can keep,
2: if you can keep like Roach or Stewart, or Stewart, especially yeah. if you keep Stewart, then that's a coup. But um yeah, I
0: feel like Roach isn't going anywhere. I don't mean, you know. Oh yeah, he's one not going point per-pro. guards. I'm, you know, yeah. I don't, you know. Okay. But yeah, I just meant like if you can people.
2: keep like one of those two guys, that's a good
0: start. All right, wait, you know? let's let's, re- let's refocus the ship. Hold on now, before we, <laughs> before we start. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're talking about defense. Duke. We're talking about defense. That's another week we 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 lost the we lost the thread. Yeah, All right, so here's my five. Huff. Right, Bates, Clark, Alvarado. None of those seem way off yeah. to me. Like, it, it just my thing is like, maybe you could make an argument for Sims, right? Yeah, I think, I think you could. Um, so he seems like he's in that conversation.
1: Um, my question is, is Alvarado's defense good enough to earn that team? Like, he's pesky, but dude, look at his steal. He numbers, st- no, he puts up stats, but. If you watch the games, like he he gets those steals by well, gambling.
0: he Pastner um, said last night that he's but, hadn't practiced in a week or whatever. Like I do think his body of work is is better than what he's yeah. shown. Yeah. I mean, that, I that think
1: he'll week. make it. I'm just, I'm just trying to play. No, <laughs> exactly right. I, I mean, hear Wright's
0: a pretty good defender too. Actually, I mean, he's All top right, twenty. Right. He's top twenty nationally in steal percentage um yeah, I mean, which yeah. you know i mean that's one of the bad things about defense is that like you, you so sort of yeah exactly you have to have the stats you either got to block some shots you got
2: to yeah cuz the yeah. the guy that comes to mind for me is gray cuz he's just yeah. like a good defensive player but it I don't also know helps if he that he's has like, numbers massive
0: you know yeah. like Raquan gray if you told me that he also played linebacker or defensive line he's 6'8 260 like mm-hmm. a big boy you yeah. know but all right so let's of that 5 Let's just assume that those are five. Who's your defensive player of the year? I mean, I go back I think, and forth personally between Huff and Wright. I don't know about you. I guys. think you got to go Huff. I think we have to stop
2: and just realize. <laughs> can we please send this? Find a way to send this back to our 2019 selves in the time <laughs> machine to say that we were talking about Jay Huff as defensive defensive player, player of, the of the year. I don't know. He I showed know. glimpses last year. Yeah. Well, last year, yeah, but, like, two years ago, we were like, this dude can't play. I oh, sorry. It's 2021, four, he, I forgot. Yeah, in the final <laughs> four, he probably logged, like, four total minutes, and the oh, reason yeah. was because he couldn't play defense.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and even no, at I mean, the I, beginning I, me, of last him. year,
2: I would have been like, I don't
0: know about that. Like, you know, it's crazy. So, so what do we So, what do we think?
1: I mean, if you look at the best defenses in ACC, you know, you're looking at, what, Florida State, UVA, Virginia Tech, I guess, um, georgia tech recently i mean right has got the momentum but i think huff I, I think it should be huff but i wouldn't be surprised to see right win it i guess um but i'm gonna yeah, say huff. I, that's gonna stick exactly
2: to
1: that's exactly
2: how i feel i think my choice would be huff but if he doesn't win it in, unless it goes to somebody completely off the radar. I don't think it's because it's like, like Manny
1: Bates. Or something. I don't think he
2: necessarily is going to get robbed. It's just like, you know, I think there's a couple guys for the spot. And um, it's tough. A defensive player of the year is so tough because it's you have guard, guards. And, and, you know, like when we look at guards and forwards for first and second team, it's like points and rebounds and assists. It's easier to sort of like judge guards against forwards, whereas defense, I feel like it's really hard. Like, you know, you have a guard that has a bunch of steals. Like, how do you compare that to a forward that has a lot of blocks? Like, yeah, it's a completely yeah. different thing.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, that will be one to, to 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 talk about off air as we head to uh whenever the deadline is. All right, freshman team: Caleb Love, Jalen Withers, Dayron Sharp, Reese Beekman, and a player to be named later. What other? Here's
1: what here. other?
0: Did you say Scotty Barnes? Did I miss? Oh that? yeah, yeah, is, yeah. There he is. Scotty
1: there Barnes is. Yeah. is the player to be named
0: later. <laughs> there he goes. Yeah, Scotty. Is Scotty Barnes your player? Your defense? you're sorry, your rookie of the year. Um, I could make an argument for for Jay for Dayron Sharp, but I feel like he hasn't been consistent enough. Um,
1: I think Scotty will get it. You got to award Florida State first for something. That's
0: um, true, and it's not like he's been bad. Like yeah, that's true.
2: He's the kind of guy that, like, you're going to look at his numbers in the lottery next year if he goes pro. And it's like, this guy is going to be the fourth pick in the draft or whatever. <laughs> and it's and it's not yeah. because he, he's not good. It's because they don't need him yeah, to be his a team is pretty star. Like, he's, he's not being top, asked to
0: do that stuff. So. Here's a good. Here you go. He's top 60 in steal percentage, and he's also top 45 in assist rate, and he's 6'9" like that yeah. tells you plenty right about his his overall yeah i don't know how did i miss scotty barnes he was my he was like he was easily he i know in a preseason he was my player of the year
1: i just thought i didn't hear you say it so. oh, that's, also, yeah right, that's what i
0: did
2: I, I i messed up and had scotty barnes as um on first team and then jalen johnson as the freshman of the year like i accidentally like switched them or whatever um yeah so that didn't age right. well either. so
0: so scotty barnes freshman in the uh sorry rookie of the year um yeah, fr- sorry. So. They have freshman of the year and the all rookie team, which is weird. All right, mm-hmm. let's get down to it. Player of the year in the ACC. Um, it is the the most prestigious award, obviously. Um, I realize th- this is going to sound homery, but I have a I have a hard time not coming to Jay Huffer or Sam Hauser. Um, I know Moses Wright has come on uh champagne fell off the cliff he's not even first team anymore on my on our list right uh, also but, i mean
2: you get into the philosophical debate of whether you can nominate somebody that's like the 12 seed for yeah. player of the year yeah this was the eric green phenomenon but i mean so
0: ago. here's it so the, let's frame the conversation here at the end of the show this way is it a conversation that's strictly between huff and hauser or is right in in the conversation
2: I think Wright and Jones are in the conversation.
0: Okay, cool. All I'm right, going so to car.
2: I'm caping for Carly Jones. Well, Carly Jones, us.
0: Listen, Carly Jones was on my preseason All ACC team for a reason. I I, I thought he was going to be really good. Um, has he been good enough to be the guy? Is the question? No, no I don't think is this he a, has, is this a, a, is a guard.
1: A, yeah. In the game today, as a guard, you've got to be a lot more dynamic than, than he is. I think you've got to affect the game more than he does. I, I think he's a great player, but he's not player of the year caliber. You know, he's.
0: I mean, he's shooting 33% from deep. He's 17 of 52 on the year, which is not great. Yeah. He's 44.5 inside the arc. Uh, Turnover rates line, aren't good, right? You no. Know? Uh do he I, turn it over a lot? Uh, 13 and a half, So he's at 350th nationally. Now he he is he plays a lot of minutes and he's fairly consistent. Um I mean I am not at like what
2: five assists per game? Uh
0: assist rate he's he he's at he's 157th nationally in assist rate. So I feel like he
1: he need a little bit more than that. It's four point five. Yeah. He's right up he's basically tied with Kia for assist per game. So yeah, yeah I there don't, you go. I don't can, think your the year, year. can your player of the year
0: can your player the year be a guard who doesn't shoot threes and has the assist rate of a dude on thirteen?
1: And who we did not mm-hmm. name on our first team All ACC probably not right. I mean, all defense, right? So
0: yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah that's a good point.
1: I, I think I think Wright's going to win it because Hauser and Huff are going to split a lot of vote, man. Um, but to me, it's Hauser, and I say that as someone who was very critical of him and have apologized. Yeah, send for the last that to you. Send that
2: to yourself.
1: Thirty. Yeah, I can days send that ago to early twenty twenty one me. I don't even need to send yeah. it twenty nineteen. Like I mean, I think what Hauser has become and the way teams are defending Virginia because of him, like. He's just been an efficient, like, assassin out there. Um, and when you, his rebound, like, his rebound, he's almost seven rebounds a game. Um, so despite like you know, his defensive, effic- you know, inefficiencies early in the season, he's improved there. I think other teams game plan for him. Um, look, I think Huff makes an argument too Huff, some of it would be a, kind of a career award, <laughs> you know, but um, uh, my guess is. If a Virginia player wins, it, it's going to be Hauser because I think they're going to split the vote, and Wright's going to end up taking it home. But Wright's really good.
2: I I, I have trouble seeing a Georgia Tech player winning it. I don't know why. Yeah. Me too. But I think Virginia. Like
1: that's the problem. Though when you have two guys for the team, unless you nominate one, it's hard to get.
2: I mean you See, think but the thing is here. The, the thing is here. We're not relying
1: on. We're not relying on
2: non-Carolina mafia That's votes. True. Yeah, because there's no Carolina players in the mix. Well, Hurts going to get That's some true. votes. Yeah, but even yeah, so, will. you, you got to remember. Not though, enough that, to. Not enough to mess up the thing, though. I don't the think. constituency
0: no. of this thing is different, right? Like in 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 all, in other iterations, this thing would have been because you know essentially it's all. It would have been all Axma Media, right? Which is the Atlantic Coast Sports Media Association, right? <laughs> So that's anybody who covers Duke, anybody who covers Carolina, anybody who covers NC State, right? That's a There are a lot of numbers in the triangle, right, among teams that get you know people who cover those teams and who, who could conceivably have votes. This is different. This is every team picking uh, and a consistent number in each place, right? So even if UVA, you know, the folks who vote who watch UVA, even if they split the vote, and even if other team, you know, other representatives from other teams and other media folks who cover other teams split the vote between them, The, the, there's no, you know, there's no like block vote. Does that make sense? Like this is not like a, the constituency of this thing is just different. Um, I personally think the Sam Houser's game the other night probably pushed him over the top. Um, I mean, this is the, look, let's be real about this. This is a down year in the league. Um, the fact that we even have to have the discussion, Says a lot I think about you know because you know Champagne seemed like he was the guy for a while And then it became Huff versus Hauser And then like nobody else has really Risen to the top either because Teams you know have fallen off The map and haven't been able to play Or they're just not consistent the best Team in the league who has the highest Ceiling in the league doesn't have a go To main dude Um, And I and this is a place For Virginia fans who who typically Feel disrespected this is a place where the fact that it's Virginia that has these two guys will make it so that those two guys actually get considered, right? Because even though people will say, Oh, Virginia's not that great this year, man, they'll look at those two dudes and look at their numbers and say, Oh man, I, I personally think it's Sam Hauser. Um, I love what Huff did on defense, but I think Hauser's consistency and his, you know, I, I do think that that, that that's just, just enough. Um, and if, I don't know if the fact that Jay disappeared the other night matters to anybody else, um,
1: but I'm guessing they weren't watching. <laughs> I, but but that's one of those things.
0: It will show yeah. up in the numbers. You know, when you yeah, look at kinda. this game, you know Huff goes two of ten, plays twenty four minutes. Hauser's out there, you know, going seven of 13, 4 of nine from deep. You know, Hauser had one less rebound. I mean, like stats wise, like yes, Huff's blocks are gonna be important. But man, I, I think Hauser's really come on. I, I as of right now, I mean, you, you know, we'll 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 discuss plenty before we have to submit the ballot but i i I think hauser's the guy certainly a
2: certainly a fair choice i mean there's certainly nothing wrong with that um he's earned it if he wins it there's no doubt i mean things were kind of rocky for hauser early in the season and he definitely overcame them um yeah i mean i think that it's it's certainly going to be i'm not going to know who the choice is going to be unless we see something crazy this weekend um in terms of literally as we're talking, the ACC player of the year front runners thing comes up on the screen and no no UVA players are on it. It's Matthew <laughs> Hurt, Wright, Carly Jones, Champagne. Yeah. Um Champagne's numbers are pretty ridiculous. Um I don't know. I, I think it's gonna be close. I think honestly, like
1: Pitt is six and nine. I don't care what his numbers are. Yeah, <laughs> Franklin. Yeah. Mike yeah, I mean, like, what's your favorite?
2: What's your favorite Justin Champagne moment from this year? <laughs> like, um,
0: when when Sam Hauser locked him up. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um,
2: no disrespect to him, obviously, but you know, it, 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 when you're playing on Tuesday in the ACC tournament, you're probably not going to be Player of the Year. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I honestly think that. This isn't how they should decide, but I kind of think it might come down to something that happens this weekend. Like, yeah, if Sam Hauser true. goes for 25 at Louisville, maybe that sticks in people's yeah, mind. And they're like, true. man, this guy put himself over the or top. Or if
0: Matthew Hurt goes for 45, you know.
2: Yeah, against North Carolina. Yeah. Or or Carly Jones. Or Carly I, Jones,
0: yeah. That's true. If Carly Jones drops 32 points against UVA on Saturday, like, yeah, you can lock that thing up, you know. Yeah, because I knows. bet you a lot of people are getting these emails from the ACC like we are or like I am or whatever. And, like, they're definitely going to the thing like, I don't know what to do, you know? I feel like there hasn't been as much conversation about it as normal.
2: Like, normally, um, and, and quite honestly, like, not to point fingers, but, but I think some of this is because the North Carolina teams aren't as good. So, like, their media is just quieter about everything, like... You don't hear as much talk about the ACC tournament. And obviously, it's sort of a weird year because nobody's going. Because nobody's um, going, yeah. Right, but it's like you don't hear as much about awards or that kind of stuff as you do because a lot of their guys just aren't in the mix. Like, And they they are the yeah. media driving force for the
1: league, whether people like that and or not. And it's a weird year. Yeah, that's part of it. And then the best four teams, you know, Florida State, UVA, Virginia Tech, Louisville. Virginia's, Virginia has as many wins as the other teams have played, essentially in the conference. So you'd mm-hmm. haven't been, a, you haven't seen a lot of Florida state tonight, Florida State's 14th game. Um, Virginia tech's done with 13. Louisville's yeah, only Louisville's played, played 12. 12. Um, I mean, so how many times have you actually seen those guys? I mean, Virginia's got 12 wins. And so it's just a weird year when you're, when your best teams aren't on TV often, I mean, you're talking what, 12 to 13 games in three months, two and a half months. The funny thing is I was thinking about this earlier and I was like,
2: you know, I was looking at these records and I was like, oh, these teams didn't play that many games. And I'm like, not that long ago, teams were playing 16 ACC games and we were like, oh, that's a full schedule. Like, yeah. like Now we look at that and we're like, oh, they, they didn't have a weird, that's a weird season. Like, yeah, exactly. The problem is too, like, you know, I did, I said something on Twitter about this. I don't think we talked about it on the podcast, but some teams, only two teams in the league, unless um, UVA doesn't play on Saturday, will play an entire the entire league, just two,
0: UVA and Miami. Miami's our. Firms is the only person I knew I I saw who was talking about that. And the more you you talk about that, and the more it really blows my mind. Yeah, that's it. Just UVA and Miami. So UVA could
1: be thirteen and four. Miami could be three and fifteen. <laughs> There's yeah. your extremes. Wow. That's yeah.
2: Common. And then also like you, you think about that and, and for some teams it's like, oh, they miss one team. Like I think I think uh like uh North Carolina missed like Miami and Virginia Tech. Um and then there's a few other teams that might have missed like one team and there's some teams that miss like five other teams. Like, yeah, like Florida Tech. State. Florida <laughs> State didn't play Duke. They didn't play Virginia Tech. Um there's another I think I wanna say they didn't play like There's somebody else like up north, like Syracuse, or somebody that they didn't play. They didn't play Syracuse. Yeah, and then there was another team that they didn't play, like a bad team. And I was like, man, they really like avoided a bunch of teams. Um, About this two
1: thirds, yeah, two thirds of Virginia Tech's wins on the ACC are against Wake, Notre Dame, and BC.
2: Yeah, I mean, you look at Virginia Tech's schedule, and if you're, oh, by the way, if you're out there tweeting like, oh, they ducked all these games, like, for one, do your research, like. (laughs) Um, yeah, they they missed some games. Some of them were because they had issues. Some of them were because other teams had issues. Cough, cough. At UVA, well, um, yeah.
0: So don't One, don't cough, go cough in my
2: mentions and being like
0: that's what they get. <laughs> he said don't be in my mentions. No, here's what I will say about that, dude. Like, if you're saying that they duck them, that's ridiculous. If you're saying that like. It, it's like an, it, they like get a non-complete yeah. or whatever, then okay, I think that's f- completely valid. Yeah, when if you, you want look to at it like,
2: man, they they kind of didn't have a play as hard of a schedule as they were going to, then
0: absolutely. That's right. True. If you're talking about their resume or you're talking about how good they are or anything like that, that's yeah. totally understandable. But like, no, they did not duck. Like, nobody's over there like, hey, man, let me hold that COVID. Like that's mm-hmm. not what's <laughs> that's not what's happening. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah, listen, yeah. I, I, you know, folks who listen to this podcast know we're not really you know, bashful about you know the that that whole aspect of the thing, right? But like, come on, man, like that's nobody's they yeah, weren't over there, like
2: to, nobody nobody's talking about you ducking Wake Forest like when that yeah. game got canceled.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think honestly, I think one of the most the weirdest things about this whole season was that despite the fact we had kind of consistent postponements throughout the year, the ACC never came out and said if you have x number of players available you yeah. have to play. Well and um, and I think meanwhile, that was the NCAA right? says if you got five dudes healthy you're playing, right? We expect you NCAA to. Play. Tour, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So. All right, the problem, the,
2: I... the difference between the two is that the ACC, I feel like they're and you know I don't want to get into this cuz I know we're about to wrap up, <laughs> but like the ACC, I think their whole thing is like we don't care. Like if not if, if all the games don't get played like whatever. Whereas the NCAA tournament they all lead to the end, so it's like they
0: they have That's to good. play
1: them. Yeah, we're just going to play them at four o'clock on a Wednesday anyway. Who cares?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Dave's like, I'm not going to get home to watch it anyway. Yeah, I haven't um, seen it forever, All right, so. that's a perfect place to put the pin in it. Uh, even though I don't know if we came to consensus on player of the year, but we will we will do that in the next few days because it's got to be, it? um, <laughs> Dave. Um, it's got to be in there by a certain time, like on Sunday or whatever. So uh, we will we will get that done. Um, if you are somebody out there who found the podcast through the website, thank you very much for giving us a listen. If you don't mind, look us up. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast Wherever it is that uh, podcasts are quote-unquote sold We should be there And if we're not, let me know Because I want us to be there If you are somebody who found the pod Has not given us a look yet Check us out, castcorner.com Let's see, right now Ferber's uh, changing the power rankings for this week He'll be out later today uh, He's going to kind of look at the the whole ACC as a whole So much of the discussion you just heard uh, He will do a, a, a much better job, I think Of, of uh, kind of framing it up Heading into the final weekend um, I did a feature on Justin McCoy That you can check out um, We got Damon is killing on the baseball front So we got some stuff on that um, I wrote a column Monday um, Which actually I'm, I'm glad I'm thinking about Mentioning this because I need to give Dave A public shout out Dave said something to me Or something to us early on in the season About like how he just couldn't really it, it it not he didn't say it wasn't the same because whatever or because of the no crowds and no no juice but he was the only he was the person i th- i heard who talked about this the most the earliest and after like i'm sitting there the other night and it was just unavoidable you know it's senior night and it is just weird and i i wrote a column about it and so i want to give dave a shout out for for planting that seed um that finally um, bore fruit uh <laughs> on monday night um so i i appreciate him doing that um but anyway, I want to thank everybody out there who continues to support the show. I want to thank Dave and Ferber for being graciously of their time, as always. I very much appreciate all that they do. So, for David Smith and Justin Ferber, I'm Brad Franklin, publisher of Cascorn.com. Thanks for coming out. We'll see you soon.